Cloud and Clear, the podcast by SADA for innovative business leaders and technology enthusiasts, where we explore how Google Cloud is transforming the industry and what that means to you. Now, here's your host, Tony Safoyan. Nothing gets me more excited than welcoming a SADA alumni back in the building. Kyla Hunts, welcome to Cloud and Clear. Thank you. I'm delighted. I'm so excited to have you. Yeah. You uh, live in LA, so this is super convenient. Super convenient. Right. I'm west side, make yeah. it over to the east side sometimes. A commute yeah. you used to make every day. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's, I, I love I love the um, like your career story in general, but like the trajectory of where you ended up. It's such part of our uh, kind of almost recruitment and people development strategy that they spend time at SADA then they could, you know, end up anywhere. And I think ending up at Google Cloud is kind of like a pretty good place to to be. Absolutely. Right? It was a great starting point into the Google ecosystem yeah. for me. Um, and honestly, even a little bit into my technology career. Um, it wasn't my first tech job, but one of my one of my first tech jobs was with SADA. Totally. Um, and I think looking back at sort of those those first few years, just realizing the sort of tools, resources, coaching, training that not only getting right with all of that available to me online, right? Yeah. Certifications. I think I actually took my like GCP sales cert yeah. when I was interviewing with Joe. He's right. like, having this under your belt before you start is going to be a good thing. <laughs> um, right. Uh, continuing to, to have that coaching and training yeah. before even entering into the real Google company. So you're from Silicon Valley. Yeah. But just like being the rebel that you were, I guess you almost deliberately avoided working in tech for most of your, you know, adult career life. Um, so that's a, to me like a remarkable story. Obviously, it kind of goes to show that like what you resist persists and or that maybe it's just in your DNA. You got sucked in eventually. But how did you make that transition? Because we always think about how do we enable more people to open up the possibility of working in tech? us as an ecosystem, not only in Google Cloud, but in general, we need all the talented, excited, motivated people in every category, whether it's sales and engineering, to want to kind of make this transition if they're not in it today. You have a unique story along those lines. So how did you um, progress in that direction? And like, how did it even happen? I think it's interesting because this is a hot topic right now, right? We can look at all the technology companies just feeding off of each other, but yeah. that's going to cause right labor shortages eventually. You can't just feed into tech markets only. It's expanding the talent pool and what does it take, you know, to build that ecosystem as one of these tech companies. And I mean, my story. I grew up in Silicon Valley, as you mentioned, actually in Sunnyvale, where Google <laughs> headquarters is now. I think my backyard backed up to the original Apple headquarters yeah. on De Anza. Yeah. Um, and my mom's been in tech since she didn't even go to college. She's like the original Silicon Valley story. No college, get into tech. She's been in tech for like 30 years wow. now. So growing up with a, a mom in tech, you know, want to be yeah. a little rebel. Yeah. And after college, all friends and family were in tech. Yeah. And I didn't want to necessarily go that typical like, route right so away. Exactly. So lame. Like I wanted something different. That's exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Look, I grew up with an expectation that I'd go into medicine yeah. and I rejected that all out. So yeah. I, I know what it is to be a rebel with regards to expectations. That's exactly right. Yeah. So 
sales career I pursued in home services, did that for almost 10 years, mm. led into project management, led into sales leadership and eventually general management for that company. And one day I was, I was a road warrior back then, mm. like all weekends on the road. Yeah. And I remember thinking I'm ready for a shift. Yeah. Um, and I was listening to a whole bunch of books on tape and yeah. Mark Benioff's book, Beyond the Cloud, was one that I nice. listened to. Yeah. And, it, and that was sort of the epiphany I had, like, okay, now I get it. Like, <laughs> Mark Benioff is telling yeah. me <laughs> yeah. I need to get into cloud. <laughs> that's exactly right, right? And that's kind of, if you look at the right the history of cloud, that was the first sort totally. of cloud, software as a service. Totally, yeah. um, so for me, that was a bit of the epiphany. And I yeah. remember calling my mom, like, fine, you know, you're, you're right. <laughs> Are you allowed to say what company she works for? Yeah, she's at Adobe now. She did oh, like 20 years at Cisco amazing. in oh, partner amazing. programs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. Paved the way. <laughs> we're laughing because we're about to tell you what, what Kyla does now. So that's part of You just can't resist it. Exactly. It's like a moth to a flame. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I remember growing up and like listening to her on conference calls thinking like she works on Mars. Like technology yeah. is this mystical creature. and. Yeah. You know, now we're in a similar role and we get to have these conversations. Yeah. We're ideating together on the same thing. So yeah. I'm also in partner programs. So backing today. up a little bit. So you, when you were hired, you did not have the conventional resume of someone we, you know, hired in sales. Um, but you came in and like crushed it. I think set the standards in like the early days of GCP sales that a lot of that, you know, was the sort of the the stepping stone to how we do it today. And a lot of that methodology and approach kind of, you know, lived on. And I remember I was quite sad when you, when you wanted to leave because I was like, stay a little longer, but um, uh, because you were doing so well. So how does someone that comes from not tech at all come into tech sales and do so well? Because yeah. don't tell me it's just like, it's not fair if you say like, I'm just, you know, totally unique and exceptional, which I know you are, but like, where where is the hope for everybody else? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think this is where Sada culture and Google culture like really converged for me. And yeah. now that I'm on the Google side, I can see the the mirror image of it, yeah. which is also why I think I did well at Sada. Um, there's so much support in collaboration um, and autonomy and trust yeah. in getting things done. And I think those are those are skills that like have nothing to do with the tech industry. Mm. The ability to collaborate, work as a team, push the envelope, um, right? Getting things done and the execution around it, I think, was huge. Now, being in sales, right? Relationships are everything. Mm -hmm. Coming from sales before, nothing about that changed. Mm -hmm. um, but it's more than relationships because I think when people say relationships, people think it's like the old school like steaks and martinis like right. let's go golfing together but today i think more than ever relationships are formed by execution together yeah executing together uh, delivering on your word showing the activity level and the work ethic frankly helping your you know people that you sell with make more money and retire their quota that is the foundation of what i would today define as like a good relationship. Yep, that's exactly right. And that is the SADA model, right? Yeah. When I looked at my book of business at SADA, of course it was the end customers, mm -hmm. but it was just as much 
the Googlers in the regions that I was covering yeah. and the cadence that we had together and the go-to-market strategy we made together for those customers. Um, and that's ultimately what I had to hand off, yeah, right, when, true. when leaving SADA. True. No, we learned a lot from that. And what was unique back then especially, and it continues to be just part of our DNA, is that there was a lot of invention required. Like there was not a great uh, playbook that existed anywhere in or outside of SADA about how to transact GCP with Google yeah. for customers in a consumption and or pre-commit fashion, how to drive uh, and source pipeline together. And we we learned a lot. I know we wouldn't be where we are sales-wise if it wasn't for the work that you did very, very early on. So I'm forever grateful for that. Um, and, and now the stakes are just higher. Yeah. Like the numbers just get bigger. Yeah. Well, and I think just to add on that yeah. note, right, looking at one of the things SADA does so well is ebbing and flowing to mirror, right, where the strategy with Google goes. Yeah. And that make, makes it so easy mm-hmm. to to work with a partner who does something like that. Well, that's, a, that's definitely now we're feeling the benefit of that more than ever because all we do is Google Cloud. Mm-hmm. You know, we were, were up in Sunnyvale where, we, where I saw you last. We've been seeing each other once a week, as you said, yeah. this year so far. But where, you know, Narav had that West sort of, you know, event and there's, you know, I'm very well aware that like me going there, I'm contributing to help recruit other partners, which is great because actually the ecosystem does need to grow. We right. need many successful partners to kind of fulfill the demand. Otherwise, Google Cloud itself will not grow as fast as mm-hmm. it can. Right. And there's more than enough business for everyone and all of that. But I could totally see the challenge of a, a partner who is you know, very successful in something else starting uh, with Google as something new, like how do you restructure or pivot or as Simon Sinek would say, like operate in this existential flexibility that Google requires and the market requires if you have other things you have to do. And I think we're super fortunate that we can literally pivot whenever we need to based on market dynamics, customer demand, Google structure, Google programs. Um, and I think that that does allow uh, sort of an, an easier working relationship with Google in a field. Absolutely. And I think from, from the Google perspective, right, that's a very encouraging and welcoming catalyst to, yeah. to have yeah. when we have new programs, new ideas, and we need to experiment, and we need to test, and we need to pilot. We're always raising Sada's our hand. hands. hands yeah. always. Yeah. We have a high d- degree of tolerance for pain and <laughs> um, also uncertainty. We're totally good with both, both things because I think there's a benefit to being early. Let's go back to the career trajectory story because as you know by the way a lot of this is influenced by Carolee Gerhardt and Amy Catalano and Nina Harding like this uh, openness that we now have and this sort of um, awareness around the importance of diversity and inclusion and right. being a safe and welcoming place for all people from all sorts of experiential backgrounds but also uh, all sorts of diversity you know uh, including obviously women in technology uh, you've obviously navigated that quite well, and I know that's a subject you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. But what's what's your experience, you know, working in tech, and how how do you think you play a role in, in opening more doors um, uh, for for I think as broad of and diverse base of potential people to enter the market as possible, which is what everybody wants. Yeah, absolutely, and it, it is it is very cool to be on this side now and to see how many other people are looking for ways to pave that path. Mm. I'm humble enough to know that there was a lot of luck that also came into this. 
but plenty of um, tactical and actionable things that you know you can really do on your own to mm -hmm. find those opportunities. Every big tech company out there has learning and training programs for free. Mm -hmm. Trailblazer with Salesforce, mm -hmm. right? Coursera and mm -hmm. the GCP data engineer, cloud architect, application developer. You can become any of those roles by self-study. Mm -hmm. There's also an immense amount of, I think, organizations that are starting with, you know, un historically underrepresented groups yes. at a very early age. Um, for example, right, Google's 20% mm. projects that they encourage all of us to do. Last year, I was involved with the Computer Science Summer Institute here in Los Angeles. Oh, cool. So we're working with, you know, historically underrepresented um, groups here in LA and in high school, putting them through a computer science boot camp How cool and is influencing, that? right, their you know, computer science and what they might major in mm -hmm. in college. Um, there was someone on my team who was just mentioning an incredible organization. I think it's called uh, Yielding Accomplished African Women, mm. first ever uh, machine learning uh, for women conference that happened in the continent of Africa last wow. weekend. Holy. Yeah. So we're starting to see, yeah. right, these, um, again, diverse groups getting learning and training um, in the space. And I think that is infinitely necessary. Um, so we're not, right, continuing to yeah. pluck talent from yeah. each other. It's just sort of a feeding the same sort of, uh, you know, the fang. Yeah. <laughs> sort of revolving door is not great. Like it doesn't really produce that much net new. No, and look, um, my experience being from, even being from Armenia and seeing that country go through its sort of challenges, you know, breaking out of the Soviet Union, having to stand alone. It's a landlocked country of 3 million people. And like in the last five or 10 years, like this generation has really embraced, including the women and like the opportunity that tech provides. Yeah. Because you don't need like, uh, ports and uh, free trade zones to export technology as sort of something of value. So they've mm -hmm. really embraced technologies, all these startups, great products that are you know built out, out, of, out of that little country. But it goes to show you that technology can be the great force of democratizing access, democratizing you know economic value. But just like achieving a sense of balance on in leadership teams and tech companies or talent, even that act has to be deliberate in nature. It can't say, you can't be like, oh, it's just going to happen. Like the markets will just do what they do. No, I think it's, we have to be deliberate in enabling talent from um, all walks of life to, to be able to enter technology because there's also kind of like the, it's not all altruism. We actually need more talent. Like Absolutely. we are going to, we cannot fulfill the demand if we sort of uh, create an environment that's sort of, half the population is disenfranchised mm -hmm. from joining tech. Can't do it, non-starter, it's a huge disadvantage. And so I'm super happy that we have a more diverse organization than ever. It's clear what Google's been doing, you know, Janet Kennedy, Kristen Kliphaus, uh, Jen Chasen, all, you know, Meg Tucker out here in LA. Like it's clear like, you know, how, how, how deliberate Google's being, but also on our board, the first two outside board members we ever had were yeah, congratulations, also women. But you know, women are just part of part of the equation. But yep. it, it has to be a, a, a deliberate act, I think, in a capitalist environment, in in sort of a uh, pure entrepreneurial sense. It still has to be a deliberate act. Absolutely agree. Yeah. 
And uh, look, I'm interested in, in joining anything you're doing in LA as SADA, like from, from that standpoint, along those lines. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Awesome. Feel free to call me. Always, always interested. And we're looking for more ways to do that in the community, but also more ways to create. And you and I talked about this sort of this uh, hiring a dean for SADA University. Yes. That we can bring in early sort of new engineers, new whoever that's sort of new in market um, and taking them through a program here in which they get placed within departments within SADA. Because the tr- the challenge in the in recent history has been there's been so much demand for like enterprise grade work out of the gate mm-hmm. that we haven't been able to ha- you know hire junior people and put them to work right away. Like these departments are like, look, I don't have the bandwidth to train. If we could offload that to a different distinct group within SADA that can do that initial technical and other sort of training programs for three to six months and then place them within SADA, I think that's a uh, that's another way to to address the uh, talent shortage of now and the foreseeable future. Uh, but also, I think in that group, we can be deliberate about who we bring in, right? It shouldn't absolutely. just be like cookie cutter or what we think is like the right profile. It should be very diverse. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, I mean, even going back to my initial technology job, it was an apprenticeship, mm-hmm. right? And I think we're starting to see yeah. companies investing in a few months in, in those style training programs, right? That's right. That investment pays off big yeah. time because it's untapped talent that wouldn't have been there anyway. Totally. Yeah. And those should be paid gigs. Yep. And, um, but I think what we're realizing, it has to be, has to be somebody's job at SADA to do that. And they get judged on how well they place within SADA, mm-hmm. like has to be very deliberate. And I think we're close on making a decision on who's going to lead that within SADA. Obviously, whoever it is, Miles Ward is going to be like the, the provost. Yeah. <laughs> With a lot of the curriculum on the technology side, at least. And he's super excited about that because creating more engineering talent is, should, should be a, a big part of the, the, the output of SADA University. Um, let's pivot a little bit to your uh, journey at Google Cloud and your role now. When we heard that you're sort of entering the, the, the PSO organization, that's something we have a lot of experience with already. We see that um, our partnership with PSO broadly is is actually increasing and enhancing we're seeing more deals and more customers in which we're working with together and i think we're more closely aligned with you know jason and of course patrick in the us and um like more than more than ever so but partner programs within pso is new relatively new relatively you were the first one to lead that yeah so our team and Mind you, our team might now be called Partner Services COE, right? Okay. So under yeah. that umbrella yeah. is programs, operations, and some management. Yes. Um, so my right domain is programs, and that can range from everything from right subcontracting, right, mm-hmm. um, with our partners, our shadow program, which net new, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, our partner success services, which is sort of our flagship. Um, I think new engagement model that we have with partners, right? First yeah. ever yeah. professional services skew for our partners. It's amazing. We can go to market actually together when it comes to delivering services mm-hmm. that are partner led. Um, so that's, that's, that's my domain, right? This is, um, we're like the centralized global team within PSO that mm-hmm. focuses on our partners. Mm-hmm. PSO, Jason Martin was here at Arl Hands and a uh, Friday of Arl Hands week was all sort of professional services day. And um, 
you know, he, he was really good about articulating Google's overall strategy, mm-hmm. which, uh, again, I think will continue to play an instrumental role in winning the biggest, most complex uh, deals like the recent ones we saw, you know, Sabre, Activision, even ones yeah. that don't make headline news. A lot of those, I think, would not be possible if not for what John Jester and Jason and, and the whole team like is, is doing globally around reducing the perceived risk for customers to yeah. choose Google Cloud and then uh, in in um, increasing the probability of, of success in the initial set of work that a customer has in terms of uh, turning something on or migrating to or developing something that's, you know, I think uniquely suited for, for, for Google Cloud. And I think um, that's been a big change. And I think without that, these sort of enterprise deals would probably not you know, have happened as, as successfully. Right. And look, every major software cloud vendor has PSO. Mm-hmm. Salesforce has some, Oracle, of course, um, Microsoft with MCS and Avanade and, and their Accenture partnership as well. And so uh, it, it's, uh, it's very exciting to see Google get to this level of enterprise execution right. ability. You know, I think as you heard it, right, with Jason, I'm sure in your all hands, right, as, as we are increasing to enterprise, not just enterprise readiness, mm-hmm. it's like enterprise go time. Mm-hmm. Um, we need our partners to scale through, right? I think right. a lot of our, um, perhaps, some of, you know, our competitors have, you know, a service arm that there is a part of their core of their strategy. Yeah. And of course ours is too. Mm-hmm. But what goes along with that is scaling through our partners with our partners yeah. to our partners. Um, yeah. Without that, right, we don't, we don't have... Yeah, a strong services. Look, strategy. when Jason first joined, we were all like, in ecosystems, like three and a half years ago, we're like, oh my god, Google's going to start doing all the stuff that we do, yeah, themselves. And Jason's like, look, I came from VMware; it's not how it works. Exactly. <laughs> we're like, cool, all right, good. We're just checking. And um, no, I, I think it actually opens up more opportunity for services. Right now, we're working with PSO and customers we'd have no other way of getting into. That's already starting to happen. It's very early. And look, for Google's sort of, you know, PNL is Google Cloud or whatever, the intention, it can never be that PSO is like a big profit center. It's, you know, it's it's just an enabler. And of course, economics have to make sense for that, but it's not gonna be like Microsoft Consulting Services. It's not yeah. gonna be like Oracle services. It's not gonna be like IBM services. It's gonna be completely different. And and we we understand that. And I think that's where us aligning closely with the field because what I've learned also learned is how much the field sales organization has influence about which partners play well. Well, so we have to earn our keep there and, and stay on top of mind. But also, we're as you know really good at programs at Sada along the lines of mm-hmm. all the marketing programs, um, all the other things that we're required to do to be premier partner. So in the spirit of us raising our hand and having high tolerance for pain, you know that we're. We're, we're as excited as as as, uh, as anyone to get really engaged with the programs around the PSO partnership because we feel right. like that's going to unlock a lot of value uh, in in customers and and help us make you know huge um, huge inroads into the enterprise together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, and I also look at right this almost at this nexus now of RSI, GSI, and what does the overall, right, mm-hmm. partner solution for a customer look mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. right? How are they playing together? Um, initial customer workloads, right? 
uh, managed services, mm-hmm. which partners are going to have the full customer lifecycle in the journey and which ones are going to be able to right come in and out. I think that's what we're looking forward to also seeing what's the end to end partner solution that we're able to give customers. And I think we're finally at that time where we get to start yeah. building those. Look, we've been we've been uh, driven by a lot of the economic um, sort of um, strategy around the Google business Mm -hmm. in in developing something that's hard to define in the traditional sense of, are you uh, a a licensed reseller? Are you a consultancy? Are you a SI? Are you a, what are you, you know, um, are you an MSP? I think, you know, from the G Suite days, we've been kind of driven towards creating a model that actually fulfills the entire value chain, which is like, sourcing business, closing business, contracting, doing the initial project well, doing the next project well, and then putting into a customer success or managed services lifecycle as part of uh, what I think consumption economics and recurring revenue rewards, like that sort of structure and that sort of behavior. And we also tend to believe that creates the best customer experience. Doesn't fit in every case, especially Mm -hmm. the largest of enterprises. They're always going to have multiple partners. They're sometimes going to contract directly with Google, which is totally fine. And we have a lot of flexibility there. But I think, you know, we're seeing more of the enterprise want to transact with yep. us. And we're seeing corporate customers turn into enterprise customers. So um, I think being being uh, completely candid in which parts we're uh, planning on doing well and which plan- parts we're not going to do mm-hmm. well. Like we're not going to do SAP work with GCP. Yeah. Like that is the GSI's... Uh, Pond. They're very good at SAP already. They're just shifting to Google Cloud, which is a way shorter path than mm-hmm. us spinning up. Ramping up on SAP. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, but other things around uh, VM migration, data migration, data analytics, and those hybrid, you know, those plays uh, now, uh, CCAI, um, that, uh, of course, work transformation with G Suite, et cetera, and Cloud Search. Like those things we're going to be deliberate about and mm-hmm. want to be best in class in. And, and I think. Um, understanding the uh with pso playbook and with the sales organization playbook is gonna um gonna land really well especially if we orchestrate it right in producing the best customer experience which at the end of the day in the name in in the cloud game that's what it's about we can't take any customer for granted uh we're earning our keep every month every year as google cloud and as sada and uh, the best customer experiences are where we are very well orchestrated, not only in the pre-sales process, but then, you know, the post-sale experience right. together with Google. And it's interesting, too, right? As we transition into the cloud sales cycle, mm-hmm. right? It's something that's not linear anymore. It's a, a, it's a circle. You've almost built totally. your practice around, right, each phase of, well, what's infinity now? Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> That's what we call it, the infinite game. Yeah. Simon Sinek. Yeah. <laughs> now it's, look, uh, we had uh, 2018, we had 98% renewal rate in our G Suite base. That doesn't count the upsells and upgrades. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our, our GCP business, like Forex, not all of that can't be net new. Like yeah. We, yeah. we as a company, we grew over eight, 70% last year as a company. We can't grow, grow at that clip mm-hmm. if we keep losing customers. <laughs> We have to do both, keeping and growing customers and selling, you know, new and obtaining, you know, new customers, which is exactly what's, what Google's challenge is. And by the way, one of the reasons we're so aligned with Google and can be is because we care as much about revenue to Google, mm-hmm. whether it's PSO revenue and bookings that the sellers get to sell or consumption revenue as Google does. So 
our business model and Google's business model is like exactly the same. Two in the same, yeah. And um, and that's another thing when people look at our PNL, whether it's our new board members, they're like, you guys are kind of like a software company. Like you're kind of like a software company, but your services company, it's very, it's very yeah. new. These kind of companies, like Sada, they didn't really exist in the past because right. there was not this kind of market uh, available and this kind of work for SIs to do. So Kyla, as you saw, uh, Sundar on the earnings call, I think it was just yesterday, not only talked about like the $10 billion run rate for Google Cloud now, but the fact that in in their earnings reports, Google's gonna uh, actually carve out Google Cloud yeah. and YouTube, interestingly, but for the first time, and I think a lot of people were surprised by the size of mm-hmm. the business, but also that they're making this bold statement of carving it out in a way that's like, we have nothing to hide. We're proud of this. This business is here to stay. Like all, all like it meant so much for it to carve out. So I could only imagine kind of, you know, the internal excitement and chatter within Google, obviously to the degree that you're comfortable talking about, but what's like, what do you, what do you see in 2020 and beyond in Google Cloud's journey and, and in, in PSO's journey? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think two things, um, Google Cloud in general, one to associate Google with cloud first, right? Yes, yes. Um, I think it was Ur- Urs has said that recently. Yeah. Um, that that feels from being on the inside, it feels like we're already there, but I yeah. think being able to see externally that you were associating Google with cloud and yes. that is, um, that's exciting. And I think secondly, um, just watching the transition of our strategy and our the strategy that we have with our, our customers and their journeys has been super interesting. I remember joining at SADA and it was like I was selling a 157 product suitcase, yeah. right? Here are all of the Lego pieces. There's, there, you know, there's many things that are possible. Yeah. Um, and then, right, we've moved into solutions. Now we're verticalizing, right, the solution sets that we have. Um, and I think right that that next step is just continuing to focus on business outcomes solving for business challenges mm-hmm. and we have all the solutions and products that we can reverse engineer from that it's been a really um i think exciting journey to see that mm-hmm. and fundamentally what that means is we're selling to enterprises yeah um to- so I- totally impressed with how quickly tk and rob have been able to shift and make those things happen yeah because you know any company of google size but also you know in the, in the past being associated with like oh we're a consumer company mm-hmm. like their enterprise stamp is so deliberate and so um clear now from the inside and the outside i'm super impressed with the velocity absolutely and i think specifically for professional services you mentioned it right we're we're getting these mega mega enterprise logos what's going to come with that is mega services mm. and partners, right? Delivering with us. Um, I think we're going to start to see a a lot of variety in in how we're leading services. I think there's going to be a lot more partner led. I think there's going to be a lot bigger deals in general Mm -hmm. and bringing everybody along for that ride. We, we have to. Wow. Yeah. That's really exciting. It's what we're, you know, staffing up for. Frankly, we have, uh, we have to hire something like 90 people for the balance of the year and we're only like 200 people today. So, um, you saw Manny, him and I talk every day still, like he runs the talent acquisitions team. I'm signing like one or two offers a day, 
and I love it. <laughs> Not everyone accepts, but it's like a very high acceptance yeah. rate. And uh, it's the first year where I feel like, well, it's the first year we were just Google Cloud because last year the divestiture happened like in March and the first half half of the year was kind of distracting. But um, I just feel like we're, we're my big, big task is just execute, like just keep up with Google because the demand is unlimited. The only question is, can we, meaning SADA and Google Cloud, continue to be the supplier of choice? Right. And I'd much rather be in this business than any other business in the world. I'm grateful for uh, the partnership. Um, grateful to have you on our podcast. And I um, look very, very forward to working even closely with you on the PSO Partner Program and um, being a big part of uh, your portfolio. Excellent. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.